Our glory to God. Let's begin by saying our vision together. Hallelujah. We are a strong, growing community of faith-filled believers who live aligned to the word of God, and we make an eternal impact in the lives of others. Amen. We thank God for you that are online. Let's just go before the Lord in prayer. If you can just lift your hands and just begin to talk to the Lord in your own way. Father, we come before you right now in this time of praise and worship. God, welcoming you in, Father. We know you're already here. Your word says, God, where two or three are gathered together in your name, here you are in the midst of us, God. So we say thank you. Thank you for being here, Father. We honor your presence, Father. We worship you while you're here, Lord. We honor you. We glorify you. We lift you up. We magnify your holy name, God. We say have your way in this place, God. Move by your spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Huh? Oh, glory be to God. Wrap your arms around us today, God. Wrap us in your arms today, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Huh? Oh, God, encourage somebody on today, God. Let them know that you love them. Let them know that you care. Let them know that you're here. Oh, God, that you hear their cry that you hear their prayers oh God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ lift up somebody God oh God in the name of Jesus we cry out to you we worship you hallelujah 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 oh glory to God hallelujah 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 oh hallelujah 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 we say hallelujah 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 oh glory be to God thank you Jesus. Huh? Oh, glory. Hallelujah. There's nothing like the presence of the Lord. Huh? We worship him in this place on today. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. i 
fall into worry and anxiety about the holidays, about what I'm going to get people, and I don't have enough. But you know in the book of Luke, the Bible says, don't take thought for your life. Don't take thought for tomorrow. Because the one that takes care of the lilies, the one that takes care of the sparrows, will he not take care of you? He will take care of you. Don't worry about the gifts. Don't worry about the presents, the food, the turkey, none of that. God will take care of you. Amen. How about you just look to somebody on your left and right and say, God will take care of you. If he take care of the sparrows and the lilies, he's going to take care of you and your family. Don't fall into doubt and worry. He will take care of you. And I love the song we just sung because he said the evidence is all over our life. The fact that we're still standing here says that we serve a God who will take care of us. He's been doing it all these years, and he's not going to stop now. Not in a pandemic, not in what's going on around us. He's not going to stop taking care of his children. So we worship him on today. We serve an undefeated champion. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. We bless him. Father, we bless you. We bless you. We bless you.
Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus the Christ. We serve an undefeated champion. He is bigger than any situation that you are facing right now. He is bigger. He is bigger than the sickness. He is bigger than the disease. He is bigger than depression. He is bigger than anxiety. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We serve a God that is bigger. Oh, the undefeated champion. Oh, hallelujah, 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 God. Oh, hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, you bigger, God. Oh, you're bigger than anxiety, God. Oh, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, the scripture says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Oh, I know if I would like to hear the redeemed of the Lord this morning, that our Father would like to hear the redeemed. Oh, glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, let the voice of the redeemed say so this morning. Oh, let's just begin to lift our voice to the Lord. Oh, and thank you for delivering us. Oh, thank you for setting us free. Oh, when we were dead in sin. Oh, Jesus came and rescued me. Oh, I don't know about you this morning, but if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, I don't know what I'll be this morning. So I bless the name of the undefeated champion. Oh, I lift up the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, his name is a strong tower. Oh, the righteous running in and I say, we are safe in Jesus. You are safe in Jesus. You are safe in him. Just begin to call on the name of Jesus. When you don't know where to go, when you don't know where to turn, just begin to call on the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we call on the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, we are safe in you. We are safe in you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, glory, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh. alive. He made us alive. And he seated us 
in heavenly places in Christ. That's where you're seated today from a spiritual perspective. And so when he says to come boldly before the throne of divine favor, you have a right to be there. In fact, you belong there. That's where you belong. And so don't come crawling. We don't come before him unworthily. We don't come before him hesitant. But we come boldly. Amen. And 1 John chapter 5, it says, this is the confidence that we have in him. Hallelujah. Confidence. We just sang about confidence this morning. When we pray, we know, we believe that he takes our case. Amen? His ears are turned in the direction of the righteous. He hears us. Amen? And we have confidence. We sang about evidence, and I think sometimes when we sing that song, we sing it by faith. Well, it's time for you to actually see some evidence. <laughs> it's great to sing it by faith. I see the evidence of your goodness. But you got to see some evidence. If we're not seeing evidence, it's simply because we're not talking about his word. We're not speaking his word. And so when we start talking about it and we believe, well, how does that work? Well, instead of saying, I'm a victim all the time. I say I'm a victor. Amen. He's made me, not because of myself, but he stood there for you in front of the Father and represented you. You were represented as he took the sins and the sickness of this world. And so you were represented, and so you can stand before him clean and holy and right. He doesn't hold your past against you. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2 also says that he prearranged a life far better than you could ever imagine. It's time for us to tap into that life and start living it. Amen. Not just saying, you know, by faith in Jesus' name, someday, someday, it'll all be mine. Someday. No, it's yours now. He bought and paid so you can have it right now. So we sing about, I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life. Yeah, what she said is true. We're here standing here today because of God's goodness. Some of us <laughs> took the wrong turns in our journey. We could have been gone a long time ago. <laughs> and we could still be saying, I'm a victim. And I'm this way because of that or because of that person or because of that situation or that event that occurred in my life. But we don't do that because Jesus bought and paid for our freedom. We are totally free right now, right now. And so we walk in that freedom, first by receiving it and accepting it. Father, I thank you for the freedom that I have in Jesus. I think it's 1 Corinthians chapter 15, right around verse 57. It says that he... <laughs> We have victory through our thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Have you received the Lord Jesus Christ in your life? 
then guess what? Victory belongs to you. Victory is yours today. Victory is yours right at this very moment. And so sometimes we allow the things that are coming in our lives that don't look very victorious to shake us. But if we'll stand on the immovable and unshakable word of God, which is our foundation, hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, osotoromosita, endelebrando rosondorobosita namaste. Down, 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 down. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you'll stand in faith and believe in my word, says the Lord, the victory is already yours. That situation that you're facing at this very moment, I've already determined the outcome. Just stay alongside me and stay in my word and walk with me and walk and stay in step with my spirit. And my child, you'll see victory and it will come sooner than you think. Glory to God. Glory to God. We receive that this morning. We receive that this morning. Go ahead and lift your hands to the, to the place up high <laughs> where your help comes from. Amen. Father, I just pray for every single person that's in this house today and those who are joining us online. I thank you for the evidence of your goodness in their lives. I thank you, Father, that you are an awesome and good God and you care and you're concerned about every detail of our lives. And so we take those details of our lives today that maybe have us more concerned than usual and we place them in your very capable hands this morning. You said to cast the care of that over to you. And so we give that to you right now and we don't take another thought about that in Jesus name. We don't touch it with our thoughts any longer. In the name of Jesus, we turn it over to you and we believe that you are the great big God who can do great big things. And yes, you are the undefeated champion. So I'm staying on your side. <laughs> I'm staying with you because I know that with you, we win in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. You're a winner today. You're a victor today. Before you're seated, why don't you tell two or three people, you're a winner today. You win today. Hallelujah. Thank you, team. God bless you this morning. Praise the Lord. You are a winner today. Amen. Amen. Um, so we're going to move on with our announcements this morning. It's so nice to see everyone. Um, you all that are online, I'm sorry, I forgot to greet you. Um, remember to pick up a monthly calendar on the table in the foyer um, to keep updated on our updated events and calendars. Um, a social media site as well. Stay informed by clicking the like button on Father's House Family Church, um, on the Lit Youth Ministry, on Kingdom Couples. Stay informed on what's going on. So find us on social media. Um, Eric Murphy would like to meet with the ushers and people who are interested in being a greeter at the church for about five minutes right in the sanctuary. So if you're interested or you're a current usher or greeter, 
please stay out there for about five minutes to meet with Mr. Eric Murphy. Amen. Um, this Wednesday, the 24th, we'll be having a pre-Thanksgiving service. How many of you are excited about that? Amen. Amen. So we thank God for the opportunity to gather at 7 p.m. here um, to, for a time of Thanksgiving and worship. All right. We invite everyone to come to join us in expressing our thanks to God. Amen. If you would like to. OK, so the movie um, date has been changed for Father's House of Kingdom Couples. So it was originally on December the 4th, but we're going to change it to sometime in January. So stay on the lookout for the family movie night, okay? So we'll have more details to come on that. Uh, we're getting ready for our Christmas service. Christmas is right around the corner. Can you believe it? All right, so on December the 19th will be our Christmas service here. The kids will be doing a mini performance, so come excited about that. And we'll be having a special Christmas Eve candlelight service. All right, uh, on December the 24th at 6 p.m., so mark your calendars, December the 24th at 6 p.m. And you know what? Last year was my first time attending a candlelight service, and it was just beautiful. It was awesome to gather and remember, you know, we're in the hustle and the bustle getting gifts and everything, to come back and just remember the reason for the season. Amen. So if you can pause your, your shopping and everything for a little bit, on December the 24th and gather with us, it will be a great time. Um, so we have some invite cards being made for the candlelight service, and we'll have those to you in the next week or so, so that you can invite your friends and family to come out and join us in celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So now I'm turning it over to the offering. Are you excited about being in church this morning? Were you excited about the praise and worship? I don't know how many times she said the word excited in the announcements, praise God. What time is it now? It's the exciting offering time, praise God. There you go. There you go. Hallelujah. Another opportunity to connect with our covenant. Hallelujah. If you are in need of an offering envelope, please go ahead and raise your hand. Do you know that it is unacceptable to God for any one of his children to live below what Jesus Christ paid for? Amen? And there is no exception to the rule. I'm going to start this morning by reading a paragraph out of this man's book. Some of you may recognize him. Steve, you recognize this man? Speaking about Steve. I spoke to Pastor Murphy before the service. I have one question, and she referred me to you, so don't run out the door. I need to see you. Okay, thank you very much. Short question. <laughs> Hallelujah. This has been strong in my spirit for a while now, but it is truly unacceptable to God for his children to live beneath what has been provided through the cross. Amen? There should be not one poor believer in the body of Christ. There's many reasons for that. I'm going to point out one this morning in about five minutes or so. And this is what this paragraph reads here by Gary Casillas. It says, most people, whether they are Christians or not, they have it all backwards and spend their days running and running, oftentimes to the point of, of exhaustion. The reasons that Christians are no different from unbelievers in this instance is because they are trying to find their provision the same way unbelievers do. You guessed it, by running. You know, 
you know, I need more money, more overtime, another job. It never ends. The devil will keep you running until you drop dead. Then he'll replace you with somebody else. Most believers have not been taught how to tap into the kingdom of God and how to free themselves from the earth curse system of the slavery to debt. Most Christians. Now, I can tell you in this church, I had received the offering for, it seems like, since dirt was invented. And this body understands our covenant connection through tithes and offerings. We understand it. But yet, we all have room to grow in the area of learning how to receive and why it doesn't work for some believers. Pastor Murphy said on Wednesday night, I was watching it online, and she said this about a survey taken about churches. Average local church, 50% are tithers. In God's eyes, that's unacceptable. We're 51%. Give yourself a hallelujah. So what this is, what's coming out of God's heart through my heart this morning is for those 49%. Not to get your money. God doesn't need your money. He needs your heart. He wants your heart. And above and beyond that even, or equal to that, he wants to prosper you, and he's not going to change the rules for you or for me. I'm going to ask a couple of questions, and I know it seems more like a teaching than offering time, but we need to know some information so we do it right. Amen? I'm going to ask two questions. And in between the questions, I'm going to put the microphone towards you like this. And you're going to shout, yes, amen, loud enough. So those who are watching online will hear you say it, amen. And those of you who are with us online, I want you to say yes, amen, also. So here's the first question. Is it God's desire that all men be saved? Yes, amen. See, we don't even have to practice. You guys did great. Now... This is not a question, this is a statement. Once saved, it is through Jesus that we should experience life in abundance. Okay. Not everyone gets saved, nor does everyone that is saved experience abundant life. Now, this is just one point. There's many reasons, but this is the point that I want to bring out this morning, that the Lord would have me to bring out. One thing that is necessary to live the abundant life is trust in God and His Word. If you can't trust somebody, you can't lean on them. You can't believe Him if you don't trust Him. But I was in a place, as, as I'm sure many believers are today, yes, amen, I trust Him for my soul, that when I breathe my last, I'm going to heaven. But bless God, I can't trust Him with my money. I'm going to take care of that part. That's not acceptable to God. So I'm going to look at one portion of Scripture here. <clears throat> I had it pulled up. It went away. 1 Kings 17. I'm not going to read it all. I'm just going to refer to some of this. The prophet Elijah had prophesied it was going to be a drought, and there was. 
God told him to go to a brook and remain there because there was going to be a drought for him too if he stayed where he was. So God directed him to go to a certain place so he would be provided, provided for. Now he did that, and we know that the brook dried up. I'm going to do this as quickly as possible. The main point here that I want to make as I'm reading this is this. God is not waiting for you to be financially capable of, of supplying for yourself before he asks you to do something. I'll just, I'll just talk about it. I don't, have, I don't want to take too much time. God commanded a widow woman to provide for Elijah. She was in no place in her life to have the capacity, the ability to provide for herself, never mind somebody else. That was an impossible command to act on. She couldn't do it. But the thing that came to me as I was reading this and studying this a little bit, he never told her how long he was going to have to provide. She was going to have to provide. She provided one little meal. And for several days after, provision was made for her and her family for many days until the rains came. It seemed impossible. It may seem impossible for you this morning. You 49ers, you're not doing it because your hearts are wrong. You're doing it because you don't have the revelation yet. I was there. I can say this boldly. It was hard. It was impossible to tithe. It, was, it seemed impossible. But God didn't feel bad for me. He doesn't feel bad. These are the rules. Follow them. It'd be fine. So even as this widow woman, and when the prophet was speaking to her, it was as though the word of God was coming. Amen? So let's receive the word of God this morning. What does it say in Luke 6.38? Give, and it might be. If you, if you, if you work harder, it will, if you give. Give, and it shall. Shall. That's a powerful word. And guess who can handle that word shall? Your daddy. Give. And it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Praise God. You have let go. You have let go of your salvation to God. You're trusting Him with your very soul. Let go of your money to God. And one last thing I'm going to say before we stand up and read our confession of faith is this. Do not try to figure out how God is going to do things. Trust him. Trust him. I'm not going to take the time this morning. I was asked to share a glory story, but I went too long with this already. But these three glory stories that happened in one month to me that also blessed my wife at the same time, there was no way that I could see how this was going to happen. I'll share them at a, at a later time. I pray that this challenged you this morning to trust God. When he asks you to do something, it could be, you know, start a ministry, build a car, uh, build a, a business, whatever. He's not asking you to pay for it. He's asking you to believe for it. Praise God. Amen. Let's stand together this morning. Oh, wait, don't change the screen. You can stand.
whoa, 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 what I'm, look at what I'm liking here, what I'm liking here is this number is almost bigger than that one, praise God. That's good stuff. Hallelujah. We've been saying that this is going to be paid off by December, at the end of December. Hallelujah, we're ahead of the game. Praise Jesus. Glory to God. Let's go ahead and put up our confession of faith this morning. Let's read it together. And say it like it's the first time, like it's really real, because it is, praise God. Ready? Read. Because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessing is being poured out. Because we are sowers, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales, commissions, settlements, estates, and inheritances. Interest and income, rebates and returns. That's all good stuff, praise God. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received, and properties acquired. We are getting our buildings, lands, houses, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing into our hands great big seed, and we are moving forward in faith in every area of our lives. We command a harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvesting angels, go get it and bring it to us right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Please come forward and release your offerings to the Lord in the buckets, one on either side. And immediately following that, Pastor Murphy will pray over your giving. Hallelujah. We do it cheerfully, even though we don't have music this morning. <laughs> we, do, we don't need music to be cheerful, amen? amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Mr. Gary. Father, we just thank you for this time to invest in your kingdom. We don't take this time lightly, but we thank you, Father. We do it with a cheerful heart because we know that you love the cheerful giver. We thank you that every need that we have is taken care of because you said that you meet every need according to your riches and glory. And so our needs are met. We have more than enough to meet the need of every situation in Jesus' name. And we thank you that you give us seed to sow and bread for food because we are tithers, we are sowers, we are givers. I thank you that every need is met and we have more than we could ever ask or think in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, team, this morning, the worship team, for blessing us this morning. I know tracks aren't always easy. <laughs> right? Brittany's in agreement. Tracks aren't easy. Kev is working this morning, and so it's always nice to do it live with the band. But I know sometimes we got to do tracks, and that happens like every few weeks with Kev. And we're just believing for favor at his job because uh, they're saying that he might have to work. They want him to work every weekend. He's like, oh, no, if I could work in the afternoon, we could do that, but not in the morning. So I told him, you stand for your religious rights. <laughs> We've been doing that ever since he was a kid, and so he, he never worked on the weekends before. And then all of a sudden, he works at a hospital. And so uh, they're like, oh, no, you're working the weekends, just like that. Okay, we'll see. Uh, so we, we just thank God for the team. Thank you for flowing with the Holy Spirit this morning. We appreciate it. We're so blessed uh, to have a team that flows with the Holy Spirit. Amen. I just wanted to acknowledge this morning, we've got Steve and Mindy Higgins in the house with us this morning. They came in on Friday 
and uh, they spent all day, literally all day, <laughs> yesterday, uh, uh, meeting with folks and training uh, Eric and Laura. Uh, we have another individual who's interested in joining FFG. And so for those who don't know who they are, they were with us. Well, Steve was with us. This is the first time we're getting to meet uh, Miss Mindy. And so they were with us several uh, months ago. Time's just going. Was it June or July? It was sub August. Yeah, August. Thank you. So it was August that they were with us, and uh, they met with 20, 26 people, 26 families, uh, and uh, 22 plans they put out for this church. I shared that report with you, and we're excited about where we're headed as a church. Amen. We're doing this together. We're doing this together. You may be working your plan individually. Me and Eric are working our plan individually, but we're doing it together. We're, we're, this is a church thing, a family thing. Amen? So they came out. Um, th back then they met. We had Pastor Gary with us on a Wednesday night, and then they came back uh, to this area, and we love them. I'll, I'll take them back anytime you guys want to come this way. Such wonderful people. If you have not had the time to meet uh, Mindy as well, we all love Steve. If you have not met Mindy, you'll love her too and so you see they complement each other beautifully and so thank you for coming uh, our way we're so thankful to God that you're investing the time and and you know all that you are in this area because uh, it's time for us as this area to come up amen it really is it really is it's our time it's our time and so uh, I thank God that he put Diane on your hearts and he worked everything out to, to get them here. And so we're grateful. Thank you so much for being with us today. Um, I, we've been uh, collecting for the Operation Christmas Child and we've got a nice full box back there. I was going to ask them to bring that in so we could pray. So I just went over it and I was like, tried to kick it to see how heavy it was. I'm like, maybe we'll just leave the box back there. I don't want anybody to hurt themselves. And so uh, we'll just pray from here. So if you would just agree, this is Operation Christmas Child. This is the, the boxes that are going out to children all around the world. Uh, each uh, thing has like 25 it can fit. I think there's a little more than that in this box. So we did it. This is our first year doing it. And so I expect an increase next year. Amen. Every year we're going to do more and more. Amen. Are you in agreement? So let's just pray that the boxes will be a blessing to whatever child gets it. Amen. Father, we thank you for the privilege and the opportunity to partner with you. I thank you. That's what we're doing. We're partnering with you because you told us that if we'll give to those in need, that you repay. <laughs> and so I thank you, Father, that everybody who put anything in any box to, for any child, Father God, we thank you that you take care of their needs. And so they'll not go without because they are blessing, being a blessing to someone else. And as these boxes travel, we thank you that not one will be lost. Not one thing will fall out of any of these boxes. They will make it to their destination and they will bring joy and the message of, to, of salvation to the child who receives it. And may it be a blessing and a testimony of your goodness in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless the Lord. I'm so happy and blessed that we can make an impact that goes beyond us. Amen? That's what we want to do. Make an eternal impact in the lives of others. And so it's far-reaching when we can get with an organization that's already doing big things. And then just join with them. I love that upward giving. <laughs> I'll take advantage of it every time. <laughs> Glory to God. Okay, so this is it. This is it. This is it. Everybody's like, shoo, we've been on a series. This is part 15. 
This is the longest series we've ever done. But I wanted to take the time and do this because it's a subject that's not being taught in a lot of churches. And so uh, we're talking about the Holy Spirit and his gifts. And so this is 15 weeks. The reason it's 15 weeks, it would have been probably more like five or six, but it's only 20 minutes each time we get together and we talk. And so uh, it's been quite a series, and we're finishing it up today, but we'll never, ever stop talking about the Holy Spirit. We'll never. You can never exhaust the subject of the Holy Spirit and his gifts. Amen? Never, never, and we'll never do that. In this church. So let's, um, our foundation passage. So pray for Ivan this morning. Ivan had some uh, asthma attack last night, and so he is at urgent care this morning. And he's our media person. Uh, so we wanted to, we have someone else, but they're a youth and they wanted to go down. To, it's the second time in class. So I'm like, okay, you're excused. So now we got to put our scripture up. Now you're supposed to have your Bible in church with you anyway. So who has 1 Corinthians chapter 12? Who found it on their tablet, in their Bible? You know the drill. This is the final time. Who's going to shut us down? <laughs> Take us home. Who wants to read it? All right, come on, Miss Patty. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 11. Thank you. <laughs> Take us home. Starting in 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kind of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues, but one of the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. As he wills. Thank you. I appreciate that. Glory to God. So this has been our foundation passage, and we've gone through every one of it. Yeah, you could give her a hand. That's good. <laughs> we appreciate that. Uh, and so let's do just a little review. Uh, Henry has already, you know, given the mic to you to say stuff, so let's just continue down that path. Now, we're not doing this study, like we said, so we can win arguments and debates and look really smart. That's not why we're doing it. But I'm going to ask you these questions so I can make sure you've been paying attention. <laughs> just kidding. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are not natural gifts. What kind of gifts are they? Yes, that's, it's good. You can say it out when you know it. Supernatural. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Each of them are supernatural. We said these gifts are for the church, the body of Christ today, and they manifest through people in the church. God wants who to function in the gifts of the Spirit? All. All. Every Christian. Every Christian. This purpose of, of this series, the purpose of this series is to help increase our level of awareness and our hunger for the manifestation of these gifts. That's the whole purpose, to get hungry for the Holy Spirit and his gifts. And I tell you, it's working. Amen? It's working. So how many gifts are there? Nine. Nine. And there are three categories of gifts. What is the category of gifts that do something? Power gifts. Power gifts. 
We just finished up on that. What is the category of gifts that show, and I'm even giving you a hint, or reveal something? Revelatory, that's right. What is the category of gifts that say something? Vocal gifts, right? A vocalist sings of vocal gifts. Okay. What category of gifts are the following? Tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. Vocal gifts. (laughs) I'm giving all kinds of hints. We're doing like charades this morning. What category are the following gifts in? The gifts of healing, working of miracles. Did I say that right? The gifts of healings, right? Working of miracles and the gift of faith. Power. That's right. Okay, what's missing in this category of gifts? This is the last one. Uh, Discerning of spirits, word of wisdom, and... Word of knowledge, absolutely, very good. Glory to God. Okay, wait, one more. Which gift is the gift that uses an individual's intellect and vast knowledge when it manifests? It's a trick question. None. None. Remember? None. I just want to make sure we understand that the gifts of the Spirit are supernatural. And it's not a special person who who knows a lot and has vast understanding of every subject that functions in the gifts. No. Again, God wants every Christian to function in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So today, let's just talk about how we can receive the gifts. Remember, it's as he wills. If we look at our foundation passage in 1 Corinthians like we just did, it says the gifts of the Holy Spirit vary and that they are distributed by one source and that is the Holy Spirit. It also says that he distributes the gifts as he wills, as he chooses. We've also learned that the gifts are for the church and that God wants every Christian to function in these gifts. We've seen that these gifts are supernatural and work outside of the natural realm of one's giftings, strength, or intellect. Paul also tells us in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 31, but earnestly desire the best gifts. So how does one receive and function in the gifts of the Spirit? How do we qualify? So I'm going to just give you a few ways. One, and this is going to sound very elementary, but this is one, attend a church where the Spirit is allowed to move, (laughs) where the Holy Spirit is allowed to move. That's that's one way. (laughs) Remember, the Corinthian church, this is the church that Paul was writing to, they were spiritually wealthy. They were spiritually endowed with these gifts, and that's why Paul took the time to instruct them concerning these things. There were some errors happening, and we've talked about each of the errors and things that were happening in the church, and this one talking over that one, and so many tongues, and all of that. So we talked about that. We broke all that down. But they were so spiritually endowed, and you remember the history of Corinth and how it became a city. We talked about that, and how even a drunkard was called a Corinthian. <laughs> That's what they were known. And Paul, God made, led it on his heart, laid it on his heart to start a church in the middle of the mess. 
And he did. And these people came out of worshiping idols and things. That's what they were known for. They came out of the, the sex industry in Corinth was thriving. They came out of that and came to church and got saved just like we did. But they were so spiritually wealthy. They didn't know much about this. It just started happening. And the more that, you know, Paul probably did the teaching on it, the more they got hungry for it. And it started manifesting. And so then he taught them. He taught them how to do it. And so God wants us. If a church that came out of something like that can be so spiritually wealthy, can we be spiritually wealthy? Not saying we're better than them. But we know better, right? We've, we've come a long way since then. Lester Summerall said this, if you are trying to drink water out of an, out of an empty well, you will get only dirt. <laughs> if a church doesn't make room or allow the Holy Spirit to move, then obviously you're not going to function in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> it's not possible. So one indication that a church allows the Holy Spirit to move is that they teach on it. They teach on the Holy Spirit and his gifts. If you're not hearing about the Holy Spirit and his gifts, they're probably not going to be moving in that direction or making room for him to move. And so I think that's very important. In this church, we make room. We give him room to move. And we're getting better and better at it. Amen? We're not perfect at it, but we're getting better and better at it. Amen? I don't care how great a, a message I have to deliver because I've studied, you know, my eight hours or however long. If I come in here and the Holy Spirit says, no, not today, put that aside. Guess what? That message is for another day. For another day. We allow him to do what he desires to do. Amen? Glory to God. All right. So I gave some instruction, and I know this is probably very, again, elementary, and it's like, well, we're talking about this. Yeah, because if we don't talk about it, then you don't know. I can't just, we can't just assume everybody knows. I gave some instruction, just as Paul did, about how this church will function when the gifts manifest. So I said... If we have a service and the Holy Spirit starts to move and you are an active member of this body, you're a member, you've taken, you know, went through our transformation track, you've done all that and you're actively serving and you feel the Holy Spirit give you a message or tell you to do something, I ask that you don't just throw up your hands and start screaming it because then we're not going to hear the full message. We ask that you find an usher. You find an usher, the usher will say, come on up here. If I'm not up here, they'll bring you to me. Or mom, they'll bring you to one of us and just briefly, just tell us briefly, what's the gist of the message? What's the gist of what you're going to do up there? And when the time is right, guess what? They'll bring you up, we'll bring you up, and you can deliver the message. And it will be done in order. And everyone will hear it. And everyone will be edified, even those who are watching us online. That's how we're going to engage with the Holy Spirit. We do it in order. Now, Someone comes in off the street, <laughs> they don't know this, and they come in and, you know, maybe they haven't submitted to another church and they've never learned this, and they just start yelling out, thus says the Lord, or something. Don't get mad when an usher goes to them and says, quiet down. <laughs> and if, he, if they have to drag him out, don't get upset. <laughs> don't get upset, all right? Because I fully believe that God's not going to send someone from the street from another church, maybe who hasn't submitted to another church which, with a message for this house. He's going to use us within the house. Amen? Amen? Unless we invite them, obviously, a guest speaker or something. Like, speak. <laughs> like, 
see, right? If we tell them, come on, but not off the street to come give a message. Many churches have closed because of that. Many churches have closed. So that's just some instruction. Yes, we make room and space for the Holy Spirit, but we want to make sure, too, our online audience gets to hear and see what the Holy Spirit is doing. And you may say, well, if I have to go do all that, I'm going to lose it. Oh, no, you won't. The Holy Spirit's so good with that. That's one of his jobs. He brings all things back to your remembrance. And so when you come up here, maybe he's doing something else at the moment. But she's keen to that. Of course, I'm, I'm keen to that. So it will be time. There will be time. And she may say, just wait a few minutes, okay? And so we just be patient, and then we flow with the Holy Spirit. And it's going to be an amazing blessing and edification to this body. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Okay. So go to a church, a tent church, where the Holy Spirit is allowed to move. If I was in a church where the Holy Spirit wasn't allowed to move, I would find another church. <laughs> I would find another church because it's important in these days that we're living in that we move with the supernatural, that we welcome it into our church. Amen. The Word and the Holy Spirit together. Glory to God. Now, another way is by receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We said that tongues is the door to the supernatural. In Acts chapter 2, verse 38 and 39, it says, Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. So first, we receive the first work of grace. We become saved, amen. We become born again. We become a Christian, whatever you want to call it. You know, in Romans, it tells us to open up our mouths, believe in our hearts, open our mouths, publicly declare that Jesus is Lord, amen. And we receive him and we receive the redemptive work that he bought and paid for. So that's first, right? Then we receive the second work of grace, hallelujah. Glory to God, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And let me say this, and we said it during our time uh, over the last 15 weeks or however many weeks, we said anyone who functions, because remember, we talked about each time, we talked about the devil's counterfeit, because he has one. He has a counterfeit. And we said anyone who functions in the supernatural must be saved and must be filled with the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, they're not doing it by the power of the Holy Ghost. That's good. That's good. And we gave examples, mediums, tarot card readers. Um, we're, we're talking turkey now. You know, another thing that I've, I've been seeing a lot lady, lately are those, I, I wrote it down because it's something that I've been seeing a lot. I, I don't know if it's a trend because I, I don't look at the devil's stuff. But I've been seeing it more and more, and it is uh, the healing crystals. Mm. Yeah. Healing crystals. They have books on it. You can get certified in it. That is a counterfeit of the Holy Spirit and his power. Counterfeit. And if you'll dabble in that, we, we said there's always a trade-off when you deal with the devil. You might get temporary 
you know, relief and healing or whatever. You might get temporary relief, but I'm telling you, there's a trade-off every single time you go into the devil's territory. Always, always. It costs you something. It will always cost you something. But I thank God that the healing we receive from him is free. There's no prescriptions involved. Hallelujah. No errors. Hallelujah. We talked about last week. Glory to God. Go straight to the real, the authentic. Stay away from the counterfeit. Amen? Amen. Don't dabble in that stuff. Don't dabble in it. All right. And so we said here in Acts chapter 2, verse 38 and 39, that uh, this, who's the promise for? It says it's for you and your children. Hallelujah. For every believer. Glory to God. No one is excluded unless they exclude themselves by not receiving it. So receive it. Hallelujah. While you're at it, receive all the promises of God. Amen? Glory to God. It starts by saying, I want it. Amen? I want it. And then the third way that we can receive uh, the gifts of the Spirit in our lives is by divine revelation. We remember reading in Matthew chapter 6 the account where Jesus asked the disciples who people were saying that he was. And uh, we see in verse 16 that Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him in verse 17, in response to that, he said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. Peter didn't learn this from any earthly source. He got it by divine revelation. Amen. He said the father himself shared that to you and, 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 and brought that into your awareness. Hallelujah. We also see in Galatians chapter 1 verse 17 and 18 that Paul the apostle said this. And we read over this. We just read this in our daily Bible reading in our app that we're reading together. We got done with Galatians. We're in Ephesians now. And you probably read right over these two verses as I did. It says, uh, nor did, this is Paul talking, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to consult with those who were apostles before I was. Instead, I went in, away into Arabia, and later I returned to the city of Damascus, verse 18. Then three years later, I went to Jerusalem to get to know Peter, and I stayed with him for 15 days. And that's where, oh, good for you. You did some, some traveling there, stayed here. You know, we just look at it as, oh, he's just telling us what he did. But really what was happening here, remember, Paul had such a hard time <laughs> with the Jews of the day because he started preaching a gospel that was for everybody, not just for the Jews. Who do you think you are? These Gentiles can't have the same thing we have. And so he had to, he was always defending himself. And so he said, listen, I wasn't taught any of this stuff from the disciples. God himself shared this with me. I went away. I stayed away from them for three years. I didn't even talk to the people who had traveled with Jesus. Paul got his information straight from the source, straight from the Lord himself, straight from the Lord himself. He spent 15 days with Peter after three years. And so he was saying, I received everything I know by divine revelation. Glory to God. And look at what he taught the church at Corinth. Look at what he taught them. And so we receive it by, we can receive it by divine revelation. The, the, he was instructed by the Holy Spirit concerning the Holy Spirit. Who else can teach you better 
than the person who's the one who distributes the gifts. <laughs> Go straight to the source. We can do all this, but you know, this is just the start right here. These 15 weeks are just the start. Ask him to show you him. <laughs> and he's always going to point you to Jesus and the Father. Amen? And so you'll be, you'll be able to get really close and develop a personal relationship. Glory to God. So you can receive these gifts by divine revelation from God. The fourth way, by laying on of hands. Timothy received the gifts of the Spirit in this way. We see it in 1 Timothy chapter 4. In the New Living, it says, Do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. The elders Paul, Barnabas, and Silas were the ones that laid their hands on young Timothy. And he received, he began to function in the gifts of the Spirit. Glory to God. And the last way, and this to me is the reason why we're doing this series, is by desiring them. This is the whole reason. Paul said to covet these gifts earnestly. These gifts won't become a part of your life accidentally or casually. They will not just happen. You have to intensely desire them and seek God with all your heart. You can't be complacent and undisciplined, inconsistent in your walk with the Lord and expect to function in these gifts. That's not going to happen. You show your desire for something by pursuing the source of whatever that is. We see it in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 12. Even so, you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. Be zealous about the Holy Spirit and his gifts. Seek to excel in them. And this requires some effort. Lester Summerall said, you cannot receive full manifestation of any gift of the Spirit by stopping to rest on a spiritual plateau. It's not for the lazy, not for the complacent, not for the inconsistent, not for the unfaithful. Glory to God. And so we covet these gifts with an intense desire and we say, I will function in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and go after them. You know, it, again, it's as he wills. But look at the individuals who are used gloriously. I, we talked about some meetings that we've been in that just, oh, you know it. Everyone comes expecting, you know, <laughs> because you know that individual has said, there's a, an individual I'm thinking about, woman. She's been in the ministry for a number of years, and every time you hear her name, they're like, oh, sister's coming. All right, good. And I go expecting, she goes expecting, he goes expecting, and guess what? He shows up every time because she gives herself to that. She's not out there, you know, trying to make things up and stuff. That's not what this is about because she's not trying to get, we saw what happened to individuals even in the 1950s and stuff that took the acclaim for themselves and took the glory for themselves. They were gloriously used by God for a time, but they didn't end well. Their life didn't end well. And so we don't do this so we can get glory. We do this so he flows through us so God can get the glory. And the church can be edified and strengthened and built up 
and encouraged. Amen? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So don't let this series just be an information dump. You know, some more information I can add to my library of, you know, of knowledge. And now I know this. No, don't let it be that. Uh, open your heart and act on what you've gleaned from the word of God concerning these things. Amen? Applied knowledge. That's what gets results. And so sit and just spend time with the Holy Spirit. Let him teach you. He's the greatest teacher you'll ever get to know. He knows about everything. Hallelujah. Amen. So Rick Renner is a, a Hebrew and, and Greek scholar, and he's one that I love. I love uh, studying uh, after him. And he uh, was reading or broke down 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 beautifully. And I think it fits, and I want to close with how he read this. He said, if you take into consideration, he breaks this whole, if you know Rick Renner, he breaks everything. You know, the verse goes from like here to here. <laughs> and, but it's, if, you, if you like that and you want to know more, you know, and I'm very simple, so I'm like, give it to me straight and simple. Simplify it. And so it, it just makes it more alive to me. And so in 1 Peter 4.10, if you take into consideration the Greek words and their meanings in this verse, it would read like this. Every single one of you, without exception, has received a grace-given gift. Embrace what God has placed inside of you. Take ownership of it and do your best to develop and use that fit to meet the need, that gift to meet the needs of one another. God has entrusted a great deal to you by placing a special gift in your life, and He is depending on you to be faithful with this important responsibility. Glory to God. Glory to God. And we can say the same applies. You know, we all have giftings, and he's called us, and he's put talents and, and things on the inside of us. And some of us have tapped into it at certain levels, but there are more levels that he wants to, to, he wants to take that on the inside of us and just, once he touches it, once you give it to him, and the way we start, we take ownership of it first and say, yes, God, you've given, acknowledge it. Sometimes I think we're afraid to acknowledge it, thinking, oh, people are going to think I'm, you know, very cocky here and this. No, acknowledge that that gift has been put on the inside of you by God. Say, yeah, I can sing well because God has given me this gift. Whatever it is, the gift that he's given to you and he's put it on the inside of you. Acknowledge that first and then take ownership of it. That means I exhaust everything I know about this gift. I do my practice. I do all these things. But then I give it, I put it in his hands. I give it to him. And I say, Lord, I want everything that you have for me concerning this to come to pass in my life. Whatever it is, you give it to him. Embrace it. Give it to him. Put it, anything you put in God's hands, <laughs> it won't look the same. It won't look the same. The outcome's going to be very different. 
You may have what you think your plan is for your life. You may think, oh, okay, this is what's going to happen with this. But if you'll let him touch it, if you'll put it in his hands and let him work with it and let and be available to him and everything he tells you to do, you do. Every place he tells you to go, he'll make sure that you're in right rooms. He'll make sure that you're in front of the right people. He'll bring resources to you. He'll give you ideas. He'll give you concepts. He'll give you all those things that in yourself you'd never be able to give to yourself. But let him take it. Let him touch it. Let him have his way. Amen? No different with the gifts of the Spirit. It's as he chooses, but we must make ourselves available to him to be used by him. And I got to come here expecting. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. I got to come here every time I come in. I expect manifestations of the Holy Ghost. I expect demonstrations of the Holy Spirit. And I know he can do it through me. Amen? You, and you got to say the same thing. We already settled the fact that it's not just for the fivefold ministry. You've got to settle that in your heart. Oh, it's for those special people. You are a special person. Yeah. You've been chosen by God, and he's put gifts on the inside of you. You are special. And if you'll make yourself available to him, you won't even know how it all works. You, maybe this whole thing just went zoop right over your head over the 15 weeks that we've been talking about. It doesn't matter. If you'll make yourself available to him, he'll teach you, and he'll work with you. Amen? Glory to God. Why don't you stand with me this morning? Tell the Lord that you're available that you're hungry, and that you're expecting the Holy Spirit and his gifts to operate in your life. Amen. Father, we just thank you for this time that we've had together, both today and over the last few weeks. Father, I've, I've obeyed your instruction, and I've set aside these last few weeks, these, this series. Father God, I've done this because of the prompting of the Holy Spirit. So I know you're taking us someplace, and Father, we're available. We're making ourselves available to you, and I commit to you as the head, the pastor of this church under Jesus. I commit to you that when you move, we'll move with you. We'll never work against you, but we'll always work in cooperation and in partnership with you. I want to make sure that we collaborate with you in every service. You have your way. In Jesus' name. And I don't want to just say it, but we're going to do it, Father God. So when you speak, we're going to listen. When you prompt us to dance or to sing or to say or to pray in tongues or to have interpretation of tongues, when you give us the word of wisdom or word of knowledge, when working of miracles is manifesting, we're going to give ourselves to that and will not be the one that stands in your way. Yes. In Jesus' name. We'll get out of the way, and we'll let you have your way in Jesus' name. I thank you. We make ourselves available, and we let you know we are hungry, and we will back that up with our actions in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Glory, Glory to God. Amen. We did it. Woohoo! <laughs> it's been a long series, but I 
loved it. I've enjoyed it. Amen. Have you enjoyed it? I hope you got something from it. God's calling us to come up higher. Amen. He's talking to us. You know, this year we still have much, many of the, much of the year left. I mean, we're, I know it's November and it's going to be here before you know it. But I thank God it's the year of the local church and we're seeing recovery, restoration. We're seeing healing. Amen. And we're going to see more of it before this year is out. Glory to God. Do you believe it? Say, I believe, and I receive, and I walk in the Spirit, and I function in the gifts of the Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for those watching us online, participating online. We love you. God bless you. Those